0: Welcome to More Like Him, Everyday Moments with God. I'm Katie Smith, and today I'm introducing a new segment to you. It's called Sneaky Snippets, because this isn't going to be a full half an hour episode. This is just a moment where we can take a second to stop, to look at God's Word, and have a think about some of the ways in this current reality that we can put that passage into practice. Today, I thought we would stop and spend a moment just thinking about 1 Thessalonians verse 5, sorry, chapter 5, verses 6 to 18. This is what it says. Rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Right now, my reality is that I'm locked down at home. I'm homeschooling. I'm being mum. I'm recording podcast episodes. And I'm trying to get little moments for myself to keep myself focused and uh, finding peace in who God is and all the things He's done for me. And today I was reflecting on the fact that I used to have all these great habits in place that really helped me to remain focused. And to remain faithful and obedient to this verse here. Again, let me read it. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, even though it is a really hard time right now in lockdown for many of us, you may be in completely different circumstances and have hard things going on anyway, but no matter what our circumstances are, that verse is for us. It's not just for in times of sheer joy and you know celebration, and it's also not just for times where things are hard. It's for all times. God's Word is for us, and it is useful for teaching and correcting and rebuking and training in righteousness in all times. So right now, in whatever circumstance you're in, I wonder how you're going at remaining thankful, at praying continually and rejoicing. I was remembering to a time where someone encouraged me to create a prayer calendar. And literally, you know, there's lots of different ways you could do this, but the way that they recommended was that you get a piece of paper, write down the numbers 1 to 31, and then send a quick message to 31 people who you're committing to pray for each month, so that on the first of every month, you pray for that same person. There's a few amazing benefits that come from that. One is it's really encouraging. If you're a person who gets that message and you know your friend has committed to praying for you on the first of every month or whatever day it is, what a great blessing to know that. The second thing is it opens up communication so that when you feel like there's something you'd love someone to be praying for, you know exactly who you can send that prayer point to because that person's already praying for you. Why not help them by actually being a bit more specific about how they can pray for you? And the last thing it does is it gives you a focus each and every day of someone You don't just have to pluck a name from the air or sit there and wait for someone to come to mind. You actually have someone who you're planning to pray for that day. It doesn't mean you can't add extra people in. You should add in extra people when you're aware of circumstances and things, but it means there's someone you're committing to pray for each day of the month. I did that for a long time, and it was such a blessing and such a joy, and it was great when I heard back from the people I was praying for. Um, they'd let me know how God was answering prayers and how he was using that season in their life. It was such a blessing and it gave me so many reasons to rejoice and to be thankful and to keep praying. The other thing that other people have done is just having a week calendar so that on Monday, every week, you maybe pray for your immediate family and you pray for whatever's going on. The second thing would be on a Tuesday, maybe you pray for your school or or the communities that you're involved in. Maybe on Wednesday, you pray for your home church and you really pray for your leaders and you pray for the sermon series you're doing. Maybe Thursday, you pray for the world and for things in the news that are going on that you're aware of. Um, That can be a great prompt to get you out of your own little world and to get thinking about what God's doing in other countries. And often for me, um, that's a great excuse and a great prompt to get me to actually seek out information about other countries and what's going on in the world. Maybe on Friday, you want to pray for some missionaries that you you know, or um, maybe another day you want to pray for those you know who are sick or those who you know don't know Jesus yet. But each day, again, having a focus and allows you to know what you're going to pray for that day. And um, I found those really helpful prompts and it kept me accountable and it meant I knew I was being purposeful in my prayer and I knew it meant uh, God was doing work through um, each of those things. I was praying. It didn't feel like something that I had no chance of finding out what he was doing because I could get in touch with those people and keep following up and keep praying and being thankful for the way that I saw God work. It's an amazing privilege. Anytime we see God at work, we see the evidence of how he's yeah changing people's lives and working in situations. And it gives you more and more fodder to keep praising him, to keep rejoicing and keep praying. Another thing you could do would just be pick a lockdown buddy. I've been thinking a lot about that this week, uh, particularly because I grew up in a church where in summer every year, when we went on youth camp, One of the things that we did, and it really became part of our culture, was that we had secret friends. So you knew that coming along on youth camp, you'd be given the name of someone else who was on camp, and you'd be given the job of encouraging them throughout the week, blessing them. Maybe you'd buy them a chocolate bar at the kiosk. Maybe you'd send them a note, or maybe you'd even speak to the leader and see if they could go in first to lunch. There were all kinds of creative ideas that people came up with, but the bottom line was you put your focus and energy into encouraging that person and finding ways, big and little ways, to just bring joy to their life and to show them that they're loved, they're cherished, they're cared for. I uh, know a great friend whose family adopted something very similar, so that each time they had family dinner, they would pick one person... And it was, you know, it was fair. They had a not a, a formal roster, but they made sure it got spread around. But each time they had family dinner, it was someone's special day. It wasn't their birthday. It wasn't about that. It was just about celebrating who God had made that person. And so they got to choose what was on the menu for that meal And there'd be a small gift, just something that they loved. So if their favorite thing in the world, like my husband's, is caramel, there'd be some sort of caramel gift or something like that for them. Just a little token, again, to celebrate in that moment that God's given that person to you in your life. I wonder if your family already has some traditions like this, regular things you have in place to give thanks to rejoice, and of course, to lead to prayer for that person. I'm going to put some things up on the More Like Him Facebook page, and you're going to be able to download those for free, including a weekly prayer planner, if that can be helpful for you. And you would have noticed on the Facebook page as well that today is Tuesday, which you already probably knew. But on Tuesdays, I like to practice a thing just called Thanksgiving Tuesday. So every Tuesday, I like to think of one person who I'm thankful for, for something maybe they've done, maybe they sent me a message to give me some feedback, and I'm really thankful for that. Maybe it's someone in my household who's just been showing extra kindness, or it could be even someone who's not a believer, but someone who, like my physio maybe, has just been a huge blessing to me in the way they've served me, and I'll find some way of expressing that to them. One of the great things that does for me is that when I'm in a bit of a rut and I feel like the days are all the same or I feel like things are just a bit ho-hum, this focuses me on being thankful for the ways that God is at work and God is providing and he is so generous and so good. And it stops me to highlight one, just one aspect of his goodness and his faithfulness and his generosity in my life. There's a few little ideas for you. You could pick a lockdown buddy, someone who you'll adopt and encourage throughout lockdown. You could plan out and be really intentional about how you're going to pray and let people know you're going to do that. You could send a little note to someone who you want to just thank for the way that they've been a blessing in your life this week. That's my sneaky snippet this week. I hope there's some helpful thoughts there for you, but let's continue to be obedient. And be encouraged and spurred on by 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. Let me read it for you one more time again. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Amen. May you be filled with thanksgiving and rejoicing and prayerfulness today. Take care.